The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Mothership in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating his 26th birthday today. Happy birthday to young Paul Pogba. Sure. 26 today. Yeah, he's my he's one of my favorite players until he uh, went to the wrong team. Uh, first four through the door, Mizael, Josh Chapa, Daniel Agnew, Tony Blaylock, and hey, why not give a shout-out to Rob Hadaway and uh, Jackie Fritz for hopping so. on here So... Um, and sitting to my right, uh, he's back, ladies and gentlemen. Don't uh, worry, Terry. The we, aunt, we unlocked him. The aunt <laughs> Becky to my sailing team, our uh. West African prince, it is Ishmael Johnson. Hey, what's up? Welcome back, buddy. Yeah, thanks. Apparently. Your your suspension has been lifted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we, we, you know, this is going to be the kind of thing where this is like when Michael Jordan went and played baseball for a year. <laughs> It's okay. like he he went to play baseball. He just really had a passion for playing baseball. That's what happened. Yep. In any case, Ishmael's yeah. back. Yep. Hi. Uh, um Okay. Today is <laughs> Friday, March 15th, 2019. Uh, 258 days till Thanksgiving, episode 725, 725, number of hits for Julio Franco and his Lister's Texas Rangers career. On today's show, guys, we will have our Coastal Bend Texas High School Football Year in Review, and then we're going to take a look at a piece up on the site that we all three wrote, all mm. of us. We got together, and we, we, we sat in our writing room, and we wrote That's this. three times as bad. Um, the most improved defenses in Texas high school football in 2018. We'll get into that coming up here in just a little bit. But first and foremost, Max. Most importantly. We have a little bit of business to take care of. Hell that yeah. That is... We got a giveaway. Yeah, we do. We got a giveaway. Hold that baby up, Ish. So yesterday was Dave Campbell's uh, 94th birthday. Happy birthday, Dave. And he wrote a book, uh, Dave Campbell's Favorite Texas College Football Stories uh, by Dave Campbell. Uh, A lot of great stories in here. I was flipping through it. Uh, If you've never actually sat down and read some of Dave's stuff, this is awesome. Uh, You're doing a great job. (laughs) This is amazing. Um, Ish is doing a wonderful job holding it up uh, for the camera. Yeah, I mean, this is why we brought him out of suspension. (laughs) Yeah. Is to do this. Is that signed? No. Uh, this, this is personalized. Oh, uh, it's a personalized. Okay. okay. So it won't yeah. be this exact one. But um, it's got stories that Dave wrote throughout the course of his career, which has spanned yeah. over 60 years. Look at that. Um, words. Uh, you got good stuff there. Um, I was writing one. Or I was reading one just the other day, the, the story that he wrote about uh, DKR's last game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really, really interesting. So. Uh, we've got uh, this. We've got these books. They're they're for sale right now on our site at texasfootball.com. So you can go buy one right now. But here's what we're gonna do. We do have one to give away. It's not this one because this one's signed from. Right. We actually have two to give away. We have two to give away. That's true. We've got two to give away. There we go. First and foremost, we are going to hear live on the show. At the end of the show, we're gonna give you a keyword, and the first person. 
to type that keyword into the Facebook comments. Gets the book. Gets the book. That's it. It's just That's that it. easy. It's that but simple. you have to wait until the end of the show. And you have to be watching on Facebook. And you have to be, yeah, yeah. So if you're watching it live uh, on textfootball.com, thank you. But yes. uh, go over to Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's watch there so you're eligible for that. But we also know that there are people who are hearing my voice not live. They're mm-hmm. hearing it on the podcast. And so we will also give away a book on the podcast. We will issue in the middle of the podcast somewhere. Um, just for the podcast, we will issue a trivia question. And the yes. first person to, we'll say, tweet it to us at DCTF. If that's what you want. That's fair. Okay. Hashtag TF today. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Hashtag TF today. At DCTF. Probably. At DCTF. Uh, if you tweet us the answer, the first person to get us the answer uh, will also win a book. So we're giving away a couple of Dave's books here uh, today. Uh, they are really cool there. It's a very cool coffee table book. So uh, if you're if you're into that kind of thing, and I know you are because you're watching the show, yep. you can either go buy your copy or you can try to win one here uh, today. So we will uh, do that. That's, uh, the keyword is coming up in the back half of the show as soon as I think of what the keyword is <laughs> be. I did say out there that I thought we could make it like a fart. Yeah. Right. But which would be very on brand for the show. Yeah. But it's not fart. Don't no. type fart in the comments. Yeah. Don't type fart in the comments. Same show that had the Texas Tech head coach on yesterday. Yep. Right? Yep. yep. That's us. Seven hundred twenty-five. This of these <laughs> things. Uh, okay. Max is like already booking flights back to New Orleans. Yeah. Like one-way yeah. flights. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Let's get into uh, continuing our series of Texas high school football postmortems, um, regional reviews. We are now into um, the. Coastal Bend down there, kind of. Think of it kind of great. I guess you could think of it like Greater Corpus Christi, but it's like it's also very large. Like we, it spans kind of along the coast, all the way down to the Rio Grande Valley, uh, and then um, before south for the Rio Grande Valley, and then up to basically about where Houston starts uh, is what we're talking about. Um, and and overall, let's get to uh, the the big picture. And the big picture was it was kind of an odd year in the sense that we didn't have a team from the from their play for a title um we've kind of become used to at least one team kind of breaking through and getting in there and stuff and it just didn't happen this year refurio got knocked out in the regional final uh, cal allen got knocked out in a state semifinal um, east bernard got knocked out in a state semifinal that's not to say that they didn't come close because they did they all came very very close uh cal allen gave marshall a big time run uh refurio gave eventual state champ mason uh, their toughest run of the year uh, as well as East Bernard uh, scared the living daylights out of uh, out of Newton, but they did not make it to a state championship game. And so uh, it, it kind of depends on what your bar is for success down there in the Rio, or rather in the Coastal Bend. Um, I think overall is a pretty solid year. I think when you look up and down, I think that you had uh, you probably had a region that went. I would say about yeah, probably about eleven deep when you're talking about teams like Refurio, Goliad. Cal Allen, Edna, George West, Van Vleck. Van Vleck had a terrific, terrific year. Um, Corpus Christi Vets, things like that. You've got all these teams that that really had great years, but they didn't have that kind of success at the top level. So it's kind of a a, a depends on how you measure success uh, is how you would determine how um, this team, you know, how this region did in 2018. So let's get to our uh, our team of the year. Our team of the year is uh, Refurio. And I know that there were teams that made it farther. And I know that there were teams that made it um, to a state semifinal that, that obviously Refurio did not. Uh, but I do think kind of now we have the, we have the, the, the measure of we have the ability to do hindsight, right? I think there's a fair chance that Refurio is actually the second best team in 2A Division 1. Am I out of line on that? 
I think there's a decent chance that they're the second best team. Mason, I think we all agree, is number right. one, a worthy state champion. Yeah. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. Yeah. But you kind of start looking around and, like, look, all due respect to New Deal, who made it to a state championship game. But, like, if it was New Deal against Refurio, I think I'd probably lean towards Refurio. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. think there's a fair argument to be said that there are, um, uh, that there are, uh, that this is, you know, a, a, a uh, that they're the second best team down there. Uh, and sure. this is, by the way, not to discount teams like East Bernard, who was fantastic, and Goliad, right. who was mm-hmm. terrific as well. Uh, but for me, I would say that Refurio and, and the job that year in, year out, Jason Herring does. And remember, this was a Refurio team that, um, one of the more odd Refurio teams of, of, to of say the past the least. few years. Yeah. <laughs> is a Refurio team that went, uh, that changed their offense to what they called the Flex Cat, like basically a flex bone offense. Mm-hmm. They go and do that. And then basically the middle of the season, they get pounded by Mart. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was curious. I'm curious if that was like the, I don't want to say that was the turning point, or if that's when Coach Herring kind of saw the ceiling of that system. Yeah, right. Because he saw Mart come in and just pummel him, and it was like, okay, maybe this isn't. You know, it, mm-hmm. you could you could have looked at it with a grain of salt, saying, ah, you know, it's Mart. You know, uh, yeah. You know, they're probably right. one of the best yeah. teams in, in, in the state, pound for pound. But also, he probably looked at it and was like, ah, "Can we really make it, you know, mm. to December with yes. this?" That I think I think you're right. And and again, I kind of keep saying this: um, you give a ton of credit, a ton, a ton of credit to Jason Herring. Yeah. Swallowed his pride for having the <laughs> the wherewithal yeah. and the and I mean, I courage is such a trite word, <laughs> right? But like yeah, having swallowed the, his pride, having the guts, yeah. to pull the ripcord yeah. and yeah. be like, nope, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. And so I I think that overall, I would say Refurio would be my team of the year down there in the Coastal Bend. Um, surprise of the year, Vanderbilt Industrial. So this is an interesting story. This is a Vanderbilt Industrial team that uh, that the year before uh, was just um, is that right? They're just uh, f- five. You know, they're they're three and seven or three and six rather. Five and five the year before, hadn't made the playoffs in a while. It's it been a program that just kind of been bobbing along. Uh, you know, here comes Coach James Dixon, Jamie Dixon, and um, in his first year, he's able to turn this thing around in a in a t- district that we had pretty much said, "All right, there's about a zero percent chance they're making the playoffs right. because they're in the district with Yoakum. They're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Goliad, they're going to make the playoffs. Edna, they're going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And Hallettsville." They're going to make the playoffs, and when you look up and down their their roster or their their um, their schedule, this is a team that has zero bad losses. Okay, here's who their losses are to: Shiner. Uh, they had a one point loss on the road uh, against 4A Ingleside. It's pretty good. Yep. Then they lost to Yokum, Goliad, Edna, and Rice consolidated by a touchdown in the in the playoffs. Oof. This is a team that was in every single one of their games. And I think that, again, this is the kind of thing that you're going to look at the record and be like, five and six, what's the big deal? Mm-hmm. To go through, to have a five and six record with the schedule they walk through is truly remarkable. And to make the playoffs, basically, by getting by Hallettsville. And I know Hallettsville had a bit of a down year, but to make the playoffs out of that district is a true uh, measure of success there. And I think that they were our, uh, our surprise team of the year down there in the, uh, in the Coastal Bend. Uh, Coach of the year, I'm gonna go Chad Butler at Wharton. Uh, I feel like there's a couple guys like Danaher uh, and like and like Herring that you can give it to every year, but I want to give it to to Chad Butler. Here's a guy uh, who steps in his first year there in Wharton uh, and turns them into a winner, uh, eight and four, uh, taking over a team that had won just one game the year before, 
um, and and did something with them that I think not a whole lot of guys have been able to do. Wharton's a, a tough job. I think that Wharton's a, a job that, that people maybe don't think about as a very tough one, but you know, to get all those kids pulling the rope in the same direction is, is quite a feat. And what he was able to do there... Um, I think was awful impressive. Now, now look, there's going to be people who say, "Oh, well, they got they got an easier district draw," and that is absolutely true. But at the same time, I'm sorry, this was the second year there. But to go from a team that um, was at one that started off 0 and 2, losses to Sealy and West Columbia, and then um, gave Quero a run, by the way, but but to make it into the playoffs and to win a playoff game. Um, down there in Wharton, I think is certainly worthy of praise. So Chad Butler at Wharton is my pick for the uh, for the uh, coach of the year. We're going to talk about Wharton coming up here in just a minute as well, in our second segment as well. Another reason why I think he's our coach of the year. Player of the year is tough. Player of the year is tough because there's a couple of different ways. You could go with a guy like Armani Brown, the defensive lineman at, um, uh, at, at Refurio. You could go with any number of the stars of that East Bernard slot T offense. You could go with Dontavian Clay at Goliad, who was probably the game changer. But I'm going to go with Riggs Barrett, the linebacker at Cal Allen. And here's a guy who ended up being first team All-State all, all in the TSWA. And a guy who, you know, whenever Cal Allen's good, if you talk to if you talk to, to Phil Danaher, he'll tell you that, like, yeah, our, our offense, the wing tee and stuff, that, that's part of it. But, like, essentially we're a defensive team. Like, the offense will take will do what we can, but we're a defensive team. And, and you want to talk about the heartbeat of that defense. Riggs Barrett was by far the heartbeat of that defense. And I think that, that um, the, as he went, so went the Wildcats. And as a result, he's my pick for the defensive or the regional player of the year in a, in a region that is chock full of guys that, that you could give this to, uh, including, man, what was the name of that Van Vleck running back? Um, I'm, I, he asked himself. <laughs> um, I'm going to get this right because he deserves a shout-out too because um, Van Vleck had a really, really solid year, and it was because of their running back whose name is Dimitri Monroe. Dimitri Monroe. Uh, so shout out to him as well. Good job. Uh, thank you. Uh, my Googling skills are very, very Googling good. Googling on the fly. A tradition that, unlike any other on the gift today. Now that my keyboard works. Uh, yeah. And then so so now looking ahead. Um, look, you know, Refurio is going to be interesting because Refurio was, yeah, they've got, they, they lose guys like Armani Brown and, and, and guys like that. But but overall, this was a team that was, that was relatively young. And you wonder what they're going to look like if they have a full year in, in the kind of style of offense that they have. Um, Cal Allen, Cal Allen, uh, they're gonna they're gonna be there as well. The teams that I'm really interested to see if they can take the step forward are uh, George West, Tide Haven, Woodsboro, a team we haven't even mentioned yet. I think Woodsboro's got a chance to make some big time noise in 2019. Uh, and Flower Bluff, I think Flower Bluff is another team that that could be on the rise. I think uh, this year was a step back for them, but I think this was a this was a minor step back. Overall, though, you know, look, I think this is a team that that, that or a region that that every single year they're going to have a team, at least a couple of teams playing in state semifinals. It's just a matter of can they find that breakthrough. And I think they've got a number of teams that, that have a chance to do that every single year and a couple of teams kind of on the rise that could do it as well. So that is our Coastal Bend Regional Recap. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. That's our subscription package. You get two magazines, the 2018 Recruiting Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. We'll put it in the mail for you right now. 
You also get pre-order for the 2019 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the Bible of Texas Football, the 400-page magazine that we're currently losing sleep over. Um, and we've uh, I've got something to do for that today, actually, I just thought of. Um, <laughs> we, uh, But you get that pre-ordered. Uh, it will be mailed to you before it hits shelves. Uh, that is the big-time hook there. You also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at texasfootball.com, including computer rankings of every Texas high school football team, computer projections of every Texas high school football game, uh, Insider podcasts like Tep and Step, uh, recruiting analysis from our friends at Next Level Athlete. Uh, a lot of good stuff coming for insiders coming up here in, in a little bit. So check it out. It's texasfootball.com slash insider 1995 for the first year to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Go do it. Okay, boyos. Uh, we wrote a story uh, on texasfootball.com mm-hmm. um, called the headline is, do I have a headline? The headline is ranked. <laughs> The ten most improved Texas high school football defenses in 2018, and this is this is easy to understand. There's a lot of you know you go back to our our what were the program rankings? Mm-hmm. The program rankings were a little bit con- not convoluted, but they were a little bit more involved, and it's not something that you could cr- you could not something you could really unless you had all the data that I had and you knew exactly how I was using that data sure. that you could kind of reverse engineer. Mm-hmm. This is easy, yeah. guys. That um, number, this number, yeah. boom. <laughs> yes. We are taking the number of points per game you allowed in 2017, and we are comparing it to the number of points you allowed per game in 2018 uh, for the 11-man teams in, in UIL. And so we went through it. Uh, I mentioned uh, at the top that, uh, first and foremost, to make this list, this is, how, this is how tough it is to make this list. Yeah. To make this list, you had to improve by no fewer than then 22.8 <laughs> points per game. Jeez. Now, part of it, one thing that I found that was interesting about this is I feel like this list, more than when we did the offenses, mm-hmm. had teams that were just really dreadful defensively the year before. Yeah, sure. Uh, we had our share of really bad offenses, that, that teams that went from bad to mediocre mm-hmm. on the offenses. Mm-hmm. But here, I feel like you have more of those. You have right. teams that are just returning to kind of average and, and, and contendership mm-hmm. as opposed to the, the, the uh, on the offenses where you would have teams that are like, oh, they're averaging thir- you know, 18 points per game, mm-hmm. which isn't great, right. but right. is passable. Right. And then they went from that to 40. Right. You yeah. know, that was a lot <laughs> Incredible more. Incredible leaps. Yes. Yeah. Here, what you're seeing is a lot of teams that were giving up like 50-something points per game and then they were like, "Oh, we're we're fine now." Yeah. The exceptions at, are at the very top, and then the number one one I think is is really impressive. So, first and foremost, as I just clicked away from it, way to go. Number ten, San Angelo Grape Creek. Uh, the Eagles are a program that have been, it's always very tough to win there. This is a team that has just one winning season since their inception twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, give some credit to first year coach Tanner Thiel because this team improved by twenty two point eight points per game. Now, part of it is that they were giving up fifty-three point three points per game in twenty seventeen. It was a, it was one, it was legitimately. I, I mean, I don't mean this disrespectfully. It was one of the worst defenses in the state. Yeah. And they to go from you know you got to start somewhere, and to go from one of the worst defenses in the state to just fine. Fine. That's what you need. Yeah. And so and so credit to him and being able to do that. Um, but this was a team that 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 tripled their win total, went from one win to three, and that's how you start. You know, mm-hmm. if you're going to start building something at a program like Grape, Grape Creek out there in San Angelo, you've got to start somewhere. And so they came in at number ten, a twenty-two point eight point improvement. Number nine, the Parrots, Fort Worth Polytechnic. Yeah, the Parrots. I believe this was Jeff Green's first year mm-hmm. there. Um, they posted their most wins since 2011, and it was one of those you mentioned. It went from 
really, really poor defense mm-hmm. to pretty okay. To basically average. Right. The yeah, they went from 47, they allowed 47, around 47 last year to 24 this year, which that's, is, I mean, it's a huge step forward. And that's what you can kind of look at to be like, oh, that's what kind of what they were able to lean on to improve that much, you know, getting those four wins this year. I mean, you, I mean, they cut their defensive numbers in half. Right. That's, <laughs> that's remarkable. Significant. That's hard to do. Yeah. They haven't, uh, I believe it was their most wins since 2011, yeah. too. Like mm-hmm. they've been, they've been that one, two win program since mm-hmm. then. And this year they post it's four. Yeah. It's a step forward, and if it's yeah. a, if it's anything, it shows that Jeff Green's got things headed in the right direction. Right. So. Again, yeah, to me that's this is a trajectory thing. It's yeah. like okay, the trajectory is very clearly pointing up. Right. They came in at number nine. Number eight, Scurry Rosser. Oh man, Maximilian. Yeah, no, I, let, I think I let it off by just saying you know too often a lot of times you look at a team and and whether they're improving or not and and we look at wins and losses and whether they went from a losing record to a winning record Mm -hmm. scree roster went from no wins to three and that may not seem like a lot but when you have a 20 point something improvement uh on the defensive side of the ball Mm -hmm. that pays dividends and three wins is a hell of a lot more than zero Mm -hmm. yes when you start at zero let me tell you that uh it's a big difference between you know Taking a team from maybe eight to eleven wins, f- not quite as dramatic a leap as taking it from zero to yes, three. I think that's something that needs to be reemphasized. I, I think if you talk to coaches around the state, they'll tell you the same thing. They'll yeah. say, "Look, it's 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 a lot. I don't want to say easier, but yeah. the 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 climb from good to great is not as steep as the the climb from the seller to just mm-hmm. the first step." Yeah. And so this is the first step there for Scurry Rosser. Yep. They're number they're number eight. Number seven on the list is Archer City, uh, the pride of Larry McMurtry's books. Um, <laughs> the uh, uh, second year coach uh, Shad Hanna, uh, first year kind of forgettable, forty point five points per game. But they became like a legitimate defensive solid team, sixteen point four points per game. That's really really impressive. And by the way, they went eight and three. That's the yeah. most wins for them since 2010 up there in Archer City. And so something's building there. Something's building there. And, and again, we're, we're talking about kind of the, the trajectory of these programs. And I do feel like, I don't know, I feel like with defenses, this is just me, mm-hmm. if you are seeing improvement on defense, I, I feel like offense is kind of a, a year-to-year proposition in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got a system and, 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 and all that fun stuff, but I feel like, for defenses, if you build a culture of defense being good, that's a lot more sustainable than oh, we had all these great superstars on an offense. Right. So that to me is 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 good for is kind of uh, positive and I think encouraging for Archer City. Mm-hmm. Number six, Seguin, the Matadors, and you you have a super interesting point in your in your writing. Yeah. So I was covering uh, Sam Marcus when they were in Seguin's district mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years ago when Sam Marcus was in five A. And let's preface Seguin's a tough job. Seguin's yeah. a really, really tough job because you're either getting thrown in with San Antonio schools or roped in with Kerrville Tyvee some years, or you're getting thrown in with a tough, uh, kind of a tough East uh, Central Texas Austin area. Um, and so a couple of years ago, they made the interesting hire of Travis Bush, you know, former uh, the son of uh, Bruce Bush, uh, Texas high school head coaching legend, and a former offensive coordinator at UTSA and Houston. And Again, offensive coordinator, right? So he brought in this kind of really fun, spread, pass-happy offense. And they had their best season this year since 06. I believe they went 7-4, and four, won the district, a share of the district title. 
And their defense was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> their offense was fine. Their offense was really good. But their defense was really, really awesome. I have here uh, held opponents to 14 points or less five times this year. Three times in district, uh, opponents scored less than 10. Yeah. Seguin was awesome this year. And it was really, it was a really good job. And I think Travis Bush is one of the best young head coaches in the state. Because, like I said, Seguin's a really tough it place is. to win. Because you're not you're – not, you have what you have. Yeah. Right, Seguin is is one of those isolated towns mm-hmm. just outside of San Marcos, just outside of Lockhart, mm-hmm. right? So it's like it's a really isolated town of hey, the kids who live here, that that's what you yeah. got to work with, and it's it, if you can build something there, as they've shown this year, you know the community's gonna love you absolutely, and the kids are gonna play for you as and, well. And, and and you're you're exactly right, and it's the kind of thing where they, um, you know. This is a team that, that again, you, you talk about, like, not isolated. You know, isolated is a, a, a way to put it. Right. But to me— No one's moving in That's there exactly lot, right. right. And, and and you're talking about having to do that at a 5A level. Sure. Like, you're not talking about being a small town. We, like, we talked about Archer City, right? right? Archer City is a small town. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, that's fine, but that's its own dynamic. Sure. Being a big school— all alone, kind mm-hmm. of, and also like you got Navarro right down the yes. road, so you have a, a power and a class below you, mm-hmm. you know, who's also, you know, probably a little bit closer to San Marcos. So if parents or families are moving there more mm-hmm. to commute to San Marcos, commute to Austin, things like that. Seguin's a little bit further out than that. Um, yeah, it's just a really great job that uh, Coach Travis Bush has done. This They're year. number six, our first district title since 2006, as a result of improving by 24.2 points. 24.9 points, though, at number five. Again, offensive coach, you would think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's an offensive guy, and like suddenly they're 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 a defensive juggernaut. Uh, we're going for five A to two A for number five. Um, Rawls, the Jackrabbits, yeah, uh, 24.9 point improvement. Yeah, from 38 to 13. Yeah. Right, like that's it, like a legit like. <clears throat> that's a huge swing, and it shows in their records. I. A shame that we didn't pay more attention to this season when I looked at all the numbers. Kevin Sherrill's squad went three and seven last year, jumps to nine and two, unbeaten in district play. Mm-hmm. That's a hell of a turnaround. Mm-hmm. And when you're surrendering just 13 points per game, that'll do it. Yeah, what a turnaround! Unbelievable it, job by the Jackets. It, it was it was really fantastic. Number four, uh, Galena Park. Uh, in Galena Park ISD, everyone's talking about one <laughs> school, and I get it. That's fine. Let's talk about that North one school's Shore. really good, but. Go look at what's happening under George Young to go from one win to four and to go from 20, 47.3 points per game to, 20, to, uh, to 22. I mean, mm. downright solid. A um, couple of linebackers really led the way for them, but they were really fantastic in a big turnaround uh, that, you know, again, North Shore sucks up all the oxygen in the room in, in, in Galena Park, but I'll tell you that what the Yellow Jackets are doing there is, is a trend line that is very positive for them. And they turn into a defensive uh, kind of stalwart watch out. Uh, number three, we're talking about him again, mm-hmm. uh, Wharton. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and a reason Chad Butler is, is was our uh, – Coastal Bend coach of the year is uh, is is because that this defense was really good. Yeah, one and seven last year to eight and four, they averaged uh, eight point two uh, points allowed per game in district. By the way, they gave out fifty one. What was it? Fifty one points a game last year. Yeah, fifty one like, points a game. Fifty one points a game last year, down to twenty six point two. And again, they allowed eight point two in district. Right. Like they absolutely turned it around. Perfect five and zero record by district championship. 
Uh, I believe they ran into Sealy in the mm-hmm. area around, so like nothing to sneeze at. Uh, you know, getting knocked Silsby, out. Silsby, yeah. Silsby, there mm-hmm. you go. Um, in the area around, nothing to sneeze at, uh, considering the season Silsby had. But oh and, man, are you and, kidding me? And I know people are going to be oh, look at the district because they're they're in there with some of the, those four A Houston sure. Houston ISD teams. But like they also beat Sweeney mm-hmm. and they also beat Lamarck. Yeah, I mean those are not pushovers. Those right. are not you know some some teams that are just walking in off the street. So um, really really impressive what they were able to do at Warden. Number two on the list that that I think most years would be number one uh, mm-hmm. in Bastrop uh, what Bastrop yeah. did w- was awful impressive and uh, and amazingly even when you factor in that last game yeah that's the funny thing so Todd Patman's squad did an incredible job turning things around defensively but the ultimate irony in all of this is that they end up in a 63-62 shootout against Kerrville Tybee <laughs> in the playoffs <laughs> <laughs> like, Ugh. it doesn't take any. I mean, right. you factor that in. It's it obviously plays a part, but at the same time, it's it's like, how good could this have been? Yeah, I mean, that's just unfair, right? Like you you you, skew you, you it so much, yeah, and then you just run into a fireworks factory in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and there's yeah. nothing you can do. Like every coach gets caught caught in those shootouts sometimes, even the best defensive teams. Just funny that it ended that way, but I still can't take anything away from the Bears' turnaround. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so that brings us to number one, and number one is um, is, is Red Oak, Red Oak, the Hawks. Um, so, new coach Chris Ross, who of course has his fingerprints all over that Cedar Park program, it's mm-hmm. become a, 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 a just a perennial power in the Central Texas area, um, takes over a Hawks program that was giving up thirty nine points per game, um, and that's bad. But it's not. I mean, we've it's talked not about bottom of the state. No, we've talked worse. Right. Okay. So to make yeah. it to the top here is so impressive. They go to 10, under 11 points a game. They improve by 28, four touchdowns a game. Fewer that they're giving up. Um, and by the way, that's in a district with teams like South Oak Cliff. I mean, this is not some pushover district. But it was, uh, they, they go from one win to nine. They were one of the most improved teams overall. And a lot of it has to do... Uh, with that defense, and, and, and you talk about the impact that Chris Ross had in just one year. Yeah, you you mean to tell me, Gray, mm-hmm. that the architect of the Cedar Park Black Rain Black defense Rain. Mm-hmm. is also doing it somewhere else? Uh, you know, wonders <sighs> never cease. I'm not, sure. so, I'm not sure. I'm not sure you can trust the numbers on this one. <laughs> so make, make it uh, uh, check out our piece, uh, TexasFootball.com. Uh, the ranks of the 10 most improved Texas high school football defenses in 2018. Uh, a couple follow-up questions to this yes. before we go, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. Mizia asked, he said, uh, how many of these were first-year coaches? Seems like it's a lot. Yeah. It is a lot of first- and second-year coaches. Yeah. A lot of I know Bush yeah. is in his yeah. fourth year. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, he's yeah. the outlier. Right. Yeah. That's probably that. Um, probably but, but overall, yeah, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of coaches who are pretty new to their yeah. program. And then our, our guy, Levi Niebush, uh, you know, he's, he's reading or following along with this, and he asks, uh, you know, do you think that with all the raw, raw talent scattered throughout the state, especially on offense, that defense plays a much bigger role in championship teams than offense anymore? It seems like we're always talking about offense, but rarely oh, defense. I um, mean, let's look at let's look at some state champions. Well, Which, yeah. When's the last bad defense you see win a state? Championship? I actually have. Would you like some numbers? Ooh, 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 <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Sure. So the average the average points per game uh, for a Texas high school football team, an eleven man Texas high school football team mm-hmm. in two thousand and eighteen uh, was twenty seven. The average team scored 27 points. Okay. Uh, the 10, 11 man state champions gave up 13.5 points per game. Yeah, Literally half. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we yeah, like it's such a cliche. Oh, defense wins championships, and I hate that, but it's yeah. so true. Yeah. yeah. It's like if you like, there has not been. Um, I think here, you know what? The, I think that I would say that Highland Park's defense in 2017 was only okay. Mm-hmm. 
But that's the last time that, that there was a defense that wasn't, like, great. Sure. And and part of that is you think about how they had to outgun people. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you look at the, the state champions this year, they were all defensive just stalwarts, and, and that's what it takes. Pretty so, cool. Yeah. Um, okay. So I have pulled up, believe it or not, there is a, something I learned. Okay. Yeah. There's a random word generator. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. So, I was trying to think. Okay. I was like, oh, my goodness. So one thing I want to throw out before you get into it yes. is – those who haven't watched the show for a long time, or even those who have, this will be a little learning experience for you. We're actually somewhere between 30 to 45 seconds ahead of you. Yes. So we're going to say this word, and then we're going to have to wait here for like 30 to 45 seconds for you guys to actually enter it in. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we I guess it will build the drama. Yeah. yeah, get to your keyboards now. Get to your keyboards now. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready? I'm, I'm going to hit it until I All find right. a word I like. Pay attention, y'all. The word. That you need to type in to get a book. Uh, yes. The word is magic. Oh, type man. Type in the word magic. The first one to type in magic in Here the Facebook we go. comments. We'll get a copy. All right. Are Dave you guys Campbell's watching the comments book. or am I no, doing it? Are. Okay, I'm watching the comments. Uh, it's yeah, Dave okay. Campbell's new book. Okay, uh, here you go. Favorite college football stories. The word is magic. Type it in as quickly as you can. We'll see who gets in under the wire. Oh, my God. Do you know who won? Dave Campbell? No, it's, <laughs> it's funny, though. Your winner is the head coach of the Splendora oh, Wildcats, God. Marcus Schulz. Oh, congratulations. See my mom's in the comments. Mom, I can just get you a book. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I work here. Yeah, it's fine. I work here. I can get you a book. Yeah. Uh, congratulations <laughs> to that. Your mom was second, though. Oh, wow. Oh, that's impressive. God. Nice job. <laughs> uh, congratulations to Splendora coach Marcus Schulz. We will put this in the mail for you. Not this one. We will find it. Oh, he's one. fired up, man. We will do it. Congratulations. Ooh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so there you go. That is the uh, uh, that's that's purely luck of the draw, I guess. It's like yeah. whoever whoever has a better internet connection, I suppose. Oh. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, so that's that. If you're listening nope. on the podcast, uh, we will insert the trivia question right here. Oh, is that what we're doing? <laughs> I guess. I okay. Know. All right, podcast listeners, here is your trivia question. Make sure you tweet the answer to this to at DCTF on Twitter. Use the hashtag TF today to be eligible to win the book. Here's the question. What is the only Texas high school football team whose mascot is the Bullfrog? Tweet it to us at DCTF, hashtag TF today to be eligible to win. All right. So, magic uh, of editing. <laughs> so, yeah, the magic of editing. We will, uh, we, that, there's your trivia question. Make sure you write it to. Now, uh, Max has to go find a timestamp and everything for all that. Uh, nah, it's fine. It's, it'll be all right. It's we'll figure it out. 33 minutes or something. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, so. That's going to do it for us. Yeah. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Max Thompson and Ishmael Johnson, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please give me your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you on Monday for the 726th episode spectacular of Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.